It's a beautiful, today, so. beautiful day here I'm, in New York. <laughs> I'm at home today, so I'm Mr. Mom. My kids are upstairs. Okay. I love but, it. Uh, you know, I have a 14-year-old and 11-year-old, and to be honest, I almost told my 11-year-old Happy Father's Day. So. <laughs> it's been that kind of a day for you. Man, well, thanks for kind of taking a few minutes out of your day to, to hang out with us. We're excited you're here, man. We're excited yeah, to kind man. of have you kind of chat with us and just kind of fill us in about what the Lord's been doing in your heart and in your life and what's kind of been going on with you. You have had so much going on lately, man, dude. Like I've been yeah. kind of keeping tabs and between like family stuff and road stuff yeah. and church stuff and, and record stuff. You guys were just doing some, uh, some, some recording here recently for a new project and you guys yeah, we're really, really, yeah. We're excited about that. Decided to get a new record out in the fall in um, October. We're going to have a new record out, and so um, we yeah. worked with we worked with uh, Nathan Knuckles again. Yeah, and they had another live uh, worship night at the barn, the Iron Bell in Kentucky. And uh, we're excited to get it out, man. We we really are. I love it. And then on top of that, you have your first worship conference. This is your first one, right? The first worship yeah, conference we, you guys are doing. Yeah, it's called Overflow. We just felt led to um start spiritually like pouring into worship leaders and ministry leaders and stuff it's yeah um, we do it so much traveling that we just thought man it's time to it's time to start building something that's um mm. that's more that's more than just music not that music's not important but yeah yeah uh, it's a little bit more than that so i yeah. love it i love it man yeah. so just dude like let's just kind of get let folks kind of know who you are so Let's kind of dive into a little bit of your story here, if that's okay. We'll kind of dive right in. Um, you're uh, you're the worship pastor down at um, the Iron Bell, um, down Louisville. It's a loose term because we're not a church. Okay, so Fill us really, in. by worship leader, I just loiter for a living. That's about <laughs> it. Uh, no, um, okay. you know, and I, I oversee the songwriters, yeah. and stuff with Iron Bell music and whatnot. And, right on. Um, and just get to travel all over leading worship and representing Iron music and the Lord. Yeah. So, man, just how long have you been in Louisville? Uh, pretty much my whole life. I mean, you know, I lived in southern Indiana, which is basically Louisville, um, right on the other side of the river, pretty much my whole life. So this is kind of home, you know? All right. all right. Nice. So just kind of let's just kind of talk about just, uh, just context of your story. Let's kind of start yeah. there because we have a lot of – Man, we we want to talk about process. I know you've been going through a process, and yeah. um, and uh, let's kind of give a little bit of context to that. Just kind of tell us your story, man. You're you're saying you're originally from Southern Indiana, Louisville area. You kind of grew up in the South. You're a Southern yeah. boy, um, yeah. and uh, just kind of just tell us just kind of uh, how did you even get into doing this, man? I mean, I I know we've talked with so many other folks who have been like, you know, um, you know, guys like Andy Rozier, as I mentioned, and uh, even Wisdom Moon, which he says hello, by the way, told me to tell you, said hi. I guess you're coming yeah. to do uh, uh, We Are Worship Night with them here in July, and they're stoked to yeah, have you. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, and uh, but he just kind of was telling us his story and just kind of saying, man, what he's doing was nowhere on his radar. It wasn't anticipated to be doing the kind of stuff that he's doing. And do you have a similar story, or what's your story? How did you get plugged into doing kind of what you're doing for the Lord and in the season of life, man? Yeah, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, I was I grew up in the church and my dad was evangelist and yeah. the guy I saw on Sunday morning and the one that I saw 
at home were not the same. Mm. And so I, I started to rebel. I didn't want anything to do with Jesus. Mm. So throughout like 13 through early 20s, I was a drug addict. I mean, for six of those years, I was a crystal meth addict. Had a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit one night. Uh, gave my life to Christ. Went from, uh, literally, I was, in a, I was in a room all by myself. Uh, nobody wow. was playing music. I was just reading this book that somebody gave me about Jesus. And um, I just had an encounter with the presence of God where I, you know, I fell on my knees, gave my life to Christ, went from addiction to redemption, from meth addict to worship leader for like a very hard up church uh, looking for a worship leader. Mm. And um, that was a long time ago now. That was almost 18 yeah. years now. Wow. And so ever since then, I started down this journey of just like, you know, being a worship leader at a church which I love the church. I love worship leaders. Um, I get it. I did it for almost nine years. And, uh, you know, in my mid thirties to early thirties, I thought, you know, I felt like I was really hearing the Holy spirit, um, tell me to do something that seemed crazy. And, um, there's a tendency to do that sometimes, right? <laughs> and, you know, it was kind of like as Christians, we sometimes live by, um, moral guide rails and principles, mm. which is good. It's not a bad thing, but we forget that there's a God that is a spirit that lives in us that actually wants to lead our lives and in a really personal and a real intimate way. And sometimes that's scary. And I started like really believing that I was kind of like, you know, not audibly hearing, but believe that I was getting just points from the Lord that was saying, Hey, yeah. I think I want you to, I want you to um, start traveling, leading worship, start writing music. At this point, I wasn't doing any of that. I had no yeah. grid for it. I didn't know anybody in Nashville. Um, I just felt like I heard the Lord. And I said, and I did some things where there weren't any signs of that happening, but I made faith decisions that were like, I'm mm. going to leave my job. And mm. I have kids and my wife. And obviously, I asked her first. We sought the Lord. And I just took this massive risk where I just stepped out of the boat, you know, and mm. I said, okay, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm going to take the first step, which is to go out on a limb where if God doesn't show up, I look stupid. That's actual faith. Not, mm. there's a place for me to step to. Yeah. That's not faith. Faith no is plan honestly B. is risk, you know, it's mm. real risk. And uh, we decided to do it and crazy um, how the Lord just did the most amazing stuff. Uh, but long story short, um, I didn't know if I'd lost my mind or what, but I started, somebody said during this time, I was really seeking the Lord, lots of fasting, lots of praying, really yeah. going after the, the father's heart. Mm. And during this time, somebody told me about this place called the iron bell, which is just a prayer and worship barn in the mm. middle of nowhere. When I said barn, like imagine Martha Stewart built the barn. Uh, and we're all, you know, people yeah. are just in this place, seeking the Lord, spending time with him. It's kind of a library setting where people were just sitting with Bibles. Somebody was playing quietly in the corner. Mm. There was people praying over people. And in this place, man, I just love the simplicity of it. I was like, mm. there's no program. There's nothing. It's just God's there. Spend time with him. It was really powerful, you know? Yeah. And I just remember being there just thinking, God, I'd love to use my gift here. There is no songwriting team here. Mm -hmm. There is no Iron Bell music at this point. There is nothing. Mm. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, there's no pay here. Mm. It's a thing, but do it. And uh, so there were some huge, like, just things that started to happen after that. And mm. 
So we started birthing all these songs out of just encountering the Lord, just mm. seeking the Lord and mm. setting in his presence and loving on him through music mm. and literally taking his name. There's this thing we do called adoration prayer. Yeah. And basically what it is, um, is we take the character of God and we come to God and we tell him we love him. We get to know him and we fall more in love with him. So there's like mm. the commandment that says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all yeah. your strength. It's like the number one commandment. How do we get good at that? Yeah. And when I think about my wife and I go to my wife and say, honey, I love you. Mm. The intimacy levels like here. But if I say, honey, I love you because mm. you're kind. And I've seen how you've been so kind over all the years. You're yeah. supportive. You're, you're like, you're there for me when I think nobody else is there for me. So like the intimacy level is starting to do this. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same thing with the Lord. When you go to God and you go, God, I love mm. you because you're mm. a God that saves. Because your word says in Zephaniah three seventeen that you're a God that's mighty to save and among us. And though there's been times where I've wondered if you actually come through, I know from my own experience that mm. you're a God. Yeah. And so what happens is I'm talking to him like this. The um, two things are happening. Faith is getting turned up, mm. right? Mm. Uh, and intimacy is getting turned up. With yeah, wow. Like my yeah. knowledge of who he is. So yeah. all the songs that we have, everything is really birthed out of this place of knowing God and loving God. So they're all like real it's mm. about the character and who God is, right? Yeah. So we started birthing all these songs. It was we never a record deal was not on the radar. Nobody yeah. was thinking that. Mm. Um and just a long story short, the Lord started sending people with we never like tried to open a door in Nashville or anything like that. We just started walking one step at a time through the yeah. doors the Lord was opening. Wow. And we pray and we say, You want us to do this or not? And if you didn't, we didn't. If you did, we did. And mm. it was really simple. And um, mm. here I am today. I had some people tell me in my mid-30s, you know, hey, you're too old to do this. Mm. Um, wow, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Wow. And uh, mm. uh, just for anybody in your journey, um, which voice will you listen to? Mm. Will you listen to the voice of the Lord that goes against all the circumstances surrounding you sometimes? Or will you listen mm. to the voice of people? Um, that maybe um, are speaking from their own journey mm. of being wounded. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and, yeah. And look, you know, mm. uh, in Second Chronicles, I think it is, where it says that David uh, set aside like over 200 Levites to just play music mm. in the temple for like 30 years, day and night. Mm. All they did was that. And at one point in this, in this, it says that they, they assigned these 200 people to their positions of leading worship, okay? Mm -hmm. And how they would choose them is they'd say they would cast lots, which is basically their way of asking the Holy Spirit what to do, right? Mm -hmm. And then it would say that they would set aside people by casting lots and asking the Lord who, and it, would, it didn't matter how old they were, how young mm -hmm. they were, whether they were student or teacher, mm -hmm. um, like the Lord doesn't care about that stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm, so, wow. you know, don't let your age, whether you're too young you think, yeah. or too old, disqualify you for the Lord's purpose and destiny. Yeah. Let's just camp there for a second, if you, that's okay. Let's kind of dive into that, I guess, that discernment aspect of this season. You know, when you're kind of walking by faith and you're kind of saying, all right, Lord, you're stirring something in me. You're stirring something in us. We're stepping out in faith to kind of follow this call to serve in this way. And you have, you're hearing all these voices. You're, you're having to discern between, all right, what is, what, is, what is the voice of the Lord? What is the Lord saying here? What is the Lord perhaps using somebody as a, you know, to, as a voice to speak into my life? 
And what's, what's just the noise, you know? I guess as you walk through that in this season of your life, as you look back, I guess what did you or how did you discern, I guess, what was truth and what wasn't? Because, man, this is big stuff. This is like, you know, like you said, you stepped away from your job. You have your, your family that you're having to think about. Um, you know, as you even said, like people were kind of saying something like, man, you're, you're an older guy. This isn't something that, you know, is, is typical for, for this type of a thing, you know? So you're hearing all these things, but as you're walking through it, just talk to us. Just what was that process like with the Lord as you're kind of filtering through all this? And how did you discern through all this? Um, to tell you it was easy would be a lie. Yeah. Um, sometimes it was, is that me or is that you, Lord? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's like anything, man. Um, that's where the risk is too, right? Mm. Um and I think the beautiful thing about it is like, I think it's Oswald Chamber. One of the days in the Oswald Chambers book, My Utmost for His Highest, says something like, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Something yeah. to the extent of a person whose gut has been forged in the holy place with the Lord. You mm. can start to trust that gut. Mm. Like, do you spend a lot of time with the Lord? Do you mm. spend a lot of time in His Word? Do you spend a lot of time in the secret place with the mm. Father? Are you so used to mm. listening? who he is that you would know his voice in a crowd of people yeah wow um, in a sea of voices i think carrie Job has a story about about how to know the father's voice you know mm -hmm. uh, says you know if she gets a call from somebody that she hasn't talked to in like 10 years and they just say hey she goes who is this and they go it's blah 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 you know it's me we haven't talked in like 10 years though so i i'm not going to tell who you are just by you saying hey but if my wife calls me mm. and just says, hey, I mm. know it's her. And the reason right. I know it's her is I talk to her every day. Mm, yeah. Mm. So if I spend so much time with the Lord, all he has to do is breathe. And I know it's him. And it, that's the intimacy level and the knowledge of getting to know God. Why it's mm. so important. Right? Um, yeah. It's because he has a purpose and a destiny for you. But if you don't know his voice, how do you know? Yeah. Which way he's leading you. If you don't spend time with him mm. and his voice starts to get muddied in with just mm. self-help books and all this, like how to yeah. grow your business knowledge and all this yeah. kind of stuff, then, I wow. mean, you know, it's going to get really muddy. Wow. So, man, let's just talk about kind of the setup for this season. I mean, to be able to do what you're doing, obviously it's required kind of a, a really healthy wellspring within yourself you know, um, of time spent with the Lord and just having obviously gone through a season prior to all this where, man, you were just diving into the secret place with God. Let's talk about that. What was that season like of just kind of like, I can speak for myself, man, I lead worship at a church plant here in Albany, New York. You know, most yeah. of the folks here in this group are just dudes who hang and gals who hang out and love their people and serve their churches. But we all go through this type of thing in different ways. Um, that you're talking it may not mean like, you know, becoming, you know, uh, an artist on a record label. It may mean something different in a different perspective, you know, but we all have right. to walk through this, you know, a walk of faith or a time of testing with the Lord, you know. Yeah. Um, but before that, there comes that opportunity to dive deep, you know, and what was that process like with you of diving deep into that secret place with the Lord? And maybe something we can learn from your experience with that, because obviously that takes intentionality to do that. Um, I think it, I think it's the most important when things are going really well. 
Hmm. But it's the hardest when things are going really well and you're really busy. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'd say is is that this living out of the secret place, which this is a big part of what this worship leader summit thing we're doing is a lot about this. It's like, yeah. if I get up on Sunday morning and my time of leading worship is when I'm on a stage, um, then it's kind of backwards, right? Yeah. But if, if I live in a place where I'm like in the presence and it's been more, it's, I spend a lot of time in the secret place of the Lord, just worshiping him, mm. like just sitting at my piano playing for yeah. him. I'm not hitting record on my phone to write a mm -hmm. song. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about yeah. the songs I'm going to play on Sunday morning. Yeah. I'm not caring about, I don't care about rhyme. I may mm. just have the Bible open and just mm. sing. Wow. Whatever. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. But it has to really just be me and him. Yeah. And if I start to do that, the more I do that, then when I get on a stage, now people are just experiencing the overflow yeah. of my life lived yeah. in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And, and it's like, the thing about those people is that talent is important, but it's not the only thing. Because I've seen some people that are yeah. just okay musicians yeah. get up and, and they operate out of that place of just yeah. living in the presence of God. Yeah. And there's just something about them where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like getting ushered into the presence of God. Amen. Wow. And um, that's the thing. It's like, you know, David learned to be king in a field when nobody was watching yes. slaying the lion and the bear. Yeah. Wow. And yep. he wrote all these songs pretty much out of that place. Yeah. And we don't ever stop doing that. I don't mm -hmm. think there's ever like a, oh, this is the season I spent in the secret place. Right, right. I think I have yeah. to live out of that place. Otherwise, yeah. Everything I'm doing starts to get um I don't know, starts to lose the yeah. specialness of what God's doing. Yeah. Right. But let's let's dive into the the disciplines because, like I said, let's be honest. It, it takes discipline on a personal level to say, "All right, you know, the Lord invites us to His Word." It's like I think I was talking with somebody recently about the idea of, you know, the the Scripture being an invitation to a meal. We can show up to the table, what we have to choose to eat. You know, um, so I guess when you're talking about developing the discipline of diving into the secret place with the Lord. Um, I guess what's, what was your experience? Cause obviously, man, I'm sure that wasn't something that kind of just clicked in your mind at one point and you were just like, Hey, I got this figured out. I'm sure that was kind of a, a process of, of developing that within your, your heart and your journey with the Lord. But I guess talk to us a little yeah. bit about that in your life. It's funny. I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. I probably pushed into that the most out of loss. Like my father wow. passed away from cancer and all kinds of stuff. That just made me go, what's mm. life about? Like, we all have that. Yeah. Something happens in life that makes you go, man, what's really important? What am I doing here? Yeah. And that's kind of where I started, to be totally honest with you. Wow. But I don't think it has to be like that for everybody. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, I think the first place to start at is that the Lord is so kind. It's not... It's not like God's setting up going, hey, you haven't spent enough time at a Bible study. I'm upset with you, so I'm going to hmm. hold out on you the things I have for you. Yeah. Um, we paint a really screwed up picture of God. Hmm. That's really, we're really painting probably more of a picture of ourselves and people hmm. that we've been around when hmm. we do that. We are God. Hmm. You know, we're saved by grace. Why did all of a sudden we think, the works of stuff is going to get us where we, we want to go. At the end of the day, I think what's beautiful about God is that you can actually come to him and go, God, give me the want to, to want to. Mm. 
<laughs> like, yeah. I think it's in Philippians. It says that God gives you the desires to do the things that pleases him. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. You mean even the desire to do something comes from you. Hmm. And so I can come to him then and go, God, right now, I don't want to do this as much as I'd like to want hmm. to do this. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's a little wow. convoluted. But you no, can literally okay. go to God and go, God, give me the desire to mm. desire you more than anything. Wow. Right? And that's like the foundational one-on-one. That that's actually where everything else comes out of that. Like mm. every time you're going to God, you're going, wow, God, make me more like you. Make mm. me like more like you. Like mm. make me more like I want to become what I behold in this time. And I'm going to start first by just saying, give me a desire to want this above all else. Yeah, but really start there because it's honestly at the end of the day, there's so many people telling you tools for studying the Bible and techniques and all this yeah, stuff. Sure. What I do is I will literally open my Bible, set it a piano or guitar, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to me. I'll just read for a little bit, whatever stands out to me. I'll start to dwell on, and then I'll just sing about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like to yeah. him. And and but that's just the way I operate. Yeah. And everybody's different. I mean, there's so many Bible study apps for so many right, things right. out there. I think if you start with yeah. the God give you the desire to want to desire you, yeah. uh, all that other stuff's going to fall into place. You'll find the Love stuff it. that works for you, right? Love so, it. Love it. But uh, I will say this, Iron Bell Ministries, Iron Bell Music, if you look up adoration, uh, this adoring God stuff that we're yeah. doing, um, it is a pretty cool tool that we have for just um, – further deep, deep just discipleship into intimacy hmm. and the knowledge of God. It's a cool tool where we just basically um, delve into a character attribute of God and we have like 10 minute long prayers with somebody just praying yeah. uh, about that character of God. And we just um, just released one called the God of all comfort. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, these are not album stuff we're doing. This is just, this is what we do all right. the time. We yeah. want to uh, hmm. give people tools for growing in intimacy with the Lord. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of people out there grieving, like God of all comfort is just one mm. for people going through seasons of loss, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but those are cool. You should definitely check those out. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, let's just yeah. kind of shift gears. I want to be respectful of your time here, and I want to try to cover a little bit more ground before we call it a day. Um, let's just kind of talk, I guess, the mechanical sense. This is our craft. This is our trade, you know? as being worshiper, I guess, leaders in worship and, and servants in this aspect, you know? Um, so yeah. let's kind of talk about the mechanical side of this, you know? I guess you as Stephen McWhorter, when you're like, okay, I got to prepare for a set, what's, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Like when you think about, I got to prepare for a set. I'm like the worst person to ask this to because okay. I've been to some churches and it's like 10 minutes till we start. And they're like, are you going to give us a list of songs? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I don't know if you want to ask me, but okay. no, I, you know, I've, I've in the past when asked to, yeah. Um, I think the thing for me, and this is, listen, everybody's different. Yeah. Some people, they really prepare way in advance. And it's not that I don't prepare. I think for me, yeah. it's like sometimes I'll pick a few songs and I'll say, um, you know, I'll pray and I'll ask the Lord, Lord, what are, you, what are you wanting to do with this church? Because for me, I'm always going to a different church. Yeah. But, I, I mean, if it's at your church, too, the question is, like, Holy Spirit, speak. Mm. I don't want to just go to the CCLI top ten songs mm. and pick a song. I don't yeah. want to just 
hey, what's everybody doing right now? I want to go, Lord, what do you want to do? That's number one. And then I, I, I begin to just ask him to point out things. Like maybe he's pointing out that there's fear. Uh, maybe he's pointing out that they're, um, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever he's pointing out about himself. Like the guy, he mm. wants to reveal himself as the God of peace over mm. the church. Mm. It'll begin to, like, you want to start there. Instead of just, I need five upbeat songs and I need one slow song. That's just my opinion. Um, sure. Because I think um, we want to let the Lord lead that more than we want to let, mm. uh, you know, stuff like we need an upbeat song first and a slow song, all that kind of junk. Um, and yeah. then for me too, I'll also just want to create space in a worship set for the Lord to do whatever he wants to do in that moment. Mm. <clears throat> because there's this book, uh, and I won't say the name of the book because I don't want to pitch a book. And then somebody will read it and go, oh, that guy's a heretic. I can't believe he <laughs> reads this stuff. So I'll just say, <laughs> I'll just say uh, okay. in this book, there was these pastors that had this mega church. And they, uh, one of them threw the joke. And he didn't mean to throw the joke. And he said, you know, they had all these programmers, people behind screens, <clears throat> producers, uh, all the lights, the songs are on cue, people talking the band in their in-ears through yeah. the stuff. Like, here yeah. comes this. They were like, man, this is so good. We got this so down. It's almost like we don't need God. <laughs> and wow. he realized what he had said was mm. actually true. Wow. And that mm. they created an environment that was so led by mm. their strength. Mm. Like men trust in chariots, yeah, right, kind of a thing. We yeah. do that at church. Wow, we create something that is so programmed that is yeah. so. Mm. Um, and I know I'm pushing some buttons here. There's nothing wrong with it's doing right. stuff well like that, but man, it's all good. We do this sometimes so much. We create an environment where if yeah. God doesn't show up, mm. who would know? Mm. And yeah, um, I think sometimes we just need to find a better balance. I'm not just saying like. Hey, let's just come in. Nobody knows what's going on. Let's just right. sit around. I'm not saying that. Right. Yeah. Instead, I think we need to find a better balance yeah. of creating some space as yeah. worship leaders for the mm. Lord to do whatever he might do in a moment. Wow. Yeah. Um, and for that, you kind of, there are some technical, practical things you can do. Yeah. Which is just take a few chords that, um, and just hang out there. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of stuff you can do, but yeah, I think it was, know. um, Tozer who talks about, in uh, one of his books, the idea of, um, you know, us becoming um, spiritual engineers is the term that he used, you know, yeah. because we're trying to manufacture something, you know, we're trying to manufacture his presence almost. And, you know, you look yeah. around at churches and I think you're, you're spot on when you say that it's, it's, we're, it's a gray area and we're, we're like right, right there sometimes. So it's, it's, thank you for kind of making note of that. It's good as for us as, as guys who serve our local churches to be reminded of that when you're doing the week to week thing and you're like, Oh yeah. You like, even I was having a conversation with a guy on my team recently. Like, yeah, some, when we play the same songs a lot, it can get boring to us cause we're playing it, you know, but you got to yeah. think about the congregation, you know? Yeah. It's, it may not be boring. It may be boring to us because we've played this a billion times, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's not boring to them. You're speaking truth yeah. over them and you're putting truth in yeah. their mouth. Um, but uh, wow. That's a different story altogether repetition of songs musicians mm. will always get tired of something mm. months before a congregation is tired of it yeah. um yeah it's just that's the way that you got to make amends with that and roll with it so <laughs> yeah no that's great stuff man so i know as we're kind of wrap, coming to, towards the end here um yeah. let's just talk about this project man you guys have this new project that's been in the works you talked to briefly about it before 
but just kind of talk yeah. to us a little bit about the heart behind it. Um, when should we kind of expect to see more news about it? Um, and yeah. just, just kind of tips a little uh, bit of insight here. Yeah, we're in, we were just recorded in April. And so the process yeah. is, it's a little long, so we got to go, we get to, you know, with the record label and stuff, which they're amazing. We love, we love Provident. We're grateful for yeah. partnership with them. The process is a little long, so, but it's for the best, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting ahead of stuff. You know, you got to get the art, you got to get the mixes, mastering, artwork, promo shots, all this stuff. Right. And, um, so we hope to have it out by October. Okay. We'll probably start releasing some stuff a month before, um, little by little. Yeah. And I don't know, man, it's just, uh, when you listen to it, it's just, um, I think one of the words we think of when we hear this, this, this batch of songs is still us. I mean, if you're a fan of what we do, you're going to love this. This is just us being us. Um, it just feels hopeful. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else to say. It's like, it just feels there's life on it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of what we were going for. It was really interesting. It's like, um, there's struggles and stuff in life. And then mm. sometimes there's just, man, God, you're so good. Mm. You know, it's like, I, why, what else am I going to take about in heaven? You know, I'm going to yeah. be like, God, I love you. And uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a song that we're, we're working. That's a big part of the record. It's called glory to glory. Mm. And the whole idea of the song really, uh, and it's a big part of the record, I feel like as well, but uh, is that, Sometimes life feels like bummer to bummer. <laughs> we don't necessarily believe that, you know, God's promises yeah. and the things he's doing are actually leading us hmm. into the more of what he has for our lives hmm. or the, the other or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's this, sometimes we feel like it's just bummer to bummer and yeah. really the glory to glory thing, like the Lord's leading us into more, like the veils removed. Hmm. Um, we actually grow. He actually is doing stuff with us. But this glory to glory thing sometimes feels like this, right? right. <laughs> it's not just like straight up, it's right. like up and then this. And in those yep. dips, we get offended and confused because we don't know what's going on. Like, mm. God, I thought you were doing this, and then all mm. of a sudden this wow. happened. Wow. But the next, t- the, here's the thing about that. The Lord will never take you into your destiny mm. if your character's not ready. Mm. And typically what he's doing in those dips when he allows those things to happen is he's preparing your character for the next tier. Mm. But the next tier is up. Okay. But that place is where he's molding and shaping Mm. for that next tier. Yeah. Wow. And um, Mm -hmm. so it's just really a hopeful song, you know, like God's going to accomplish what he wants to accomplish through your life. Yeah. Um, But are you ready to... Mm take that journey with him, you know, mm. and to believe that if it's not beautiful yet, it's going to be. Mm. And if it's not finished yet, it's going to be. Mm. And, uh, but in those dips, in those places, understand, ask the Lord, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing in me wow. that I don't see yet? Because I'm mm. offended mm. by this. Wow. And I could just stay here and never go to the next tier mm. with you. But if I don't stop and go, God, what are you doing in me? What are you doing in my mm. character? To prepare me for the purpose and the plan that you have for my life. Because wow. Stephen McWhorter, 10 years ago, mm. had I just got launched straight into my destiny, wow. mm. would have been a nightmare. Mm. I mean, just a total yeah. nightmare. I'd have wow. been miserable and I'd make everyone around me <laughs> Wow. I love it. Now man. I just make everybody around me miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It makes me think of uh, 
I think it's Philippians where it says, he who's begun a good work in you will see it through into the completion of the day of Christ Jesus. And it's a process. Thanks for kind of yeah. sharing your process, man. How can we yeah, be dude. praying for you and encouraging you as in this season of life and, and ministry and family and all the above? Uh, dude, yeah, just what we've been talking about that it's really for anybody is um, just staying in that place with him in the midst of all the busyness. Yeah. Making sure that he still is priority number one, you know? Yeah. So we'll definitely anyway. be doing that. We'll be keeping yeah. tabs on you. Um, and uh, if any of you guys here, I just want to just do one quick, uh, one last uh, kind of glance down here. I don't see any questions. If you guys do have any questions, feel free to comment on this video. Uh, I'm sure Stephen, if he's got some time, and kind, he'll be kind enough to, to respond. Um, he sees yeah. questions pop up on here. But Stephen, just thanks so much for taking your time and joining us today. Just kind of talking about life and, and everything that we've talked about. Uh, we'll be keeping tabs on how things continue okay. to go forward, and we'll connect with you more as time goes on. Uh...